We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, Monday, August 22nd, and uh, we're about three weeks away from uh, NFL. We're finishing up baseball season. We've got about five or six weeks left in that kind of transitional phase. And uh, as always on Mondays, we we talk to James McCool. Mondays with McCool, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. Get in those dummy thumbs early in the morning. Helps us out. Good morning, what does? Suki Singh, David Buchanan, Defect, anyone else? Watching, listening at home, whatever. But we mentioned that the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. If you didn't already know, as if you've seen on Twitter or on the show, uh, a an advanced edition will be coming out uh, shortly w- within the next two weeks. Okay, so I promised before before NFL season. Maybe it may be next week, but hopefully before NFL season. And uh, it will feature... Uh, from an audio perspective, my, my teachings of the applications of the concepts from the, the first course. So that's why that's why it's a little bit more advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, that you, you see me do on the, the DFS pregame show, kind of just all in one place. But as an extra value add, uh, because a lot of the functionality and stuff that I do in Lineup HQ uh, can be done maybe a little bit easier in Excel. Uh, mm-hmm. 
James, the Excel wizard, is including some uh, Excel tools for you to use. And uh, I, I've, I've been testing them out the past two days. Uh, we're, we're still working, still working on them. Uh, but uh, they, they, they should, they, they should do, uh, they should do pretty well. I mean, one, one of the, one of the main things I want to, I want to show off today, James is, uh, is, I mean, you, you go through like some of the tools that you made, but one of the ones that I show on this show a lot is trimming your portfolio based on ownership. Mm -hmm. So using ownership sum as a blunt tool or ownership product as a blunt tool to remove lineups. Like if you only had <laughs> while, while you 300 lineups, they all may be plus EV. You only want to pick 20 of them while you'd rather pick ones that are lower owned and higher projected than the other ones in your run. And to do that uh, manually uh, is, is pretty time consuming. Yeah. So to do it kind of uh, automatically, via Excel would be a uh, much less time consuming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, this, this is one of the cooler tools. Well, actually this one is simpler tools, right? So, um, when you're doing it in your portfolio management for like, if you're on lineup HQ, right. Then what you have to do is you have to run your lineups and then it'll show all your lineups over on the right side of the screen and you look through and you're like, okay, well, this is the highest projected one. And this one has a product ownership of 200% or whatever. And then you go to the next one and you say, all right, this one is, uh, the first one was projected at 178 and this one is projected at 177.9, but the ownership now on that one is 210%. So it's like, well, why would I play a lineup that is lower projected than my best lineup in this run and higher owned, right? Like that completely removes one of the levers of what we always talk about of those three levers. So this tool, um, which is portfolio trim, instead of doing that through your entire portfolio on the website and just like Xing things out and making it a very manual process, you can just export your lineups from whatever uh, optimizer you use, lineup HQ, post it into the tool and then click a button and it does it all for you. And it takes like less than a second for 500 lineups. I, I actually, I gave it the ability to do up to 5,000 lineups. If you're really going hard, it's like a full NFL slate or, or like full baseball slate. And you want to run literally every single combination. Um, you can do up to 5,000 lineups in the tool, which is pretty cool. Right. And I'll show that. I'll show that on the screen right now. So like with the lineup HQ, we, we, I show you a lot of times it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to just play three lineups, right? And you have your, your sets in here. Yeah, I don't mind this. I don't mind that. You have everything kind of mapped out. And then you build, let's say, you build as many as you want that fit those parameters. So I'm just going to build 20 just for the sake of speed, okay? So you'd go through and you'd be like, okay, well, you got 20 lineups here, right? This is just obviously just an example. I mean, you'd make whatever. There's no stacks in here. There's no nothing, whatever. So you'd look and you'd go, okay, this lineup, the top projected one is 107.77 as a median and 166.32 percentage total ownership sum. Okay. And then you go underneath and go, well, I wouldn't want a lineup that is lower projected and higher owned. So anything that's higher owned, since you're sorted by fantasy points, anything that's higher owned underneath it is a lineup that is theoretically less EV. Doesn't mean it's not plus EV, but the lineup above it would be better. Right, so this next lineup projects for 0.22 less, but is actually three percentage, three and a half or so higher owned in ownership sum. 
So you'd be like, well, if I had a choice between one and two, just based on these two numbers, I'd want the first one. So I'd get rid of the one below it, right? This one is 169.27. So it still doesn't beat out the ownership of the one above it. So I'd want to get rid of it, right? This one's 166.60. Okay, so this is slightly, right? It's it's slightly lower projected. It's slightly higher owned. It doesn't mean this lineup isn't good. It just means in comparison between the top and the butt, this one and that one, the first one and the second one, this first one is slightly, slightly higher EV, right? So you get rid of that one. So you keep on going, go, okay, 172. So you just have to beat 166.32 if you're doing this manually, right? We go down. No, that doesn't beat it. That doesn't, oh, 160.32. It's like, okay, this one is about six, six percentage points lower owned, but it's uh, 0.62 lower projected. It's like, okay, that isn't, that isn't bad. So now we go to the next one. So this 160 is fine. So anything underneath 160, below it, you'd rather have the lineup that 160. So you get rid of this one. Here's 160.69. It's close. I'm not, hey, these two lineups are very close to each other, right? From an EV perspective, probably really, really, really close. But the top one is slightly, slightly better. Slightly. Ever so slightly. So I'm manually get rid of that one, right? So I'm looking to beat 160, 160. Can I beat 160? 169, 161, 163, 162, 157. Okay, we got another one. 107.15 is this one. This is 106.92, 157.54 percentage points in ownership. Okay, that's a good one. In comparison to these two, it, as your projection goes down, your ownership goes down also. So we go to the next one, right? This one doesn't beat it. And uh, out of the 20, this one doesn't beat it. Right, and that's it. We're down to three lineups, okay? So this is what this is what we're down to. Now, I probably should have, since I, okay, hold on. I probably should have exported this beforehand. Yeah, you probably should have. Right? <laughs> I may not build the same exact lineups because I have, like, the, the build rules on two. So I'm going to export this first. So let, let's do this again. I'm going to export these lineups before getting rid of them. There you go. Right, okay, there we go. We exported them out. I'll open them up in Excel in another window. Move that to the side for a second. Okay, let's do this again. 166, 169. We'll do it a little bit faster. 169. We have to beat 166.32. 166.32. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it should be about the same because I'm only running 20. If I was running 150, then there may be slight differences. 160.32. We should get down to those three lineups. 160. Point three two, one fifty seven point five four. Okay, we, we, uh, glad we got the got the same lineups. Okay, so we're down to those three lineups. So here we go. We got the three lineups that fit that parameter. That the lineup below it, from a for ownership versus projection, is about the same. Okay, and that took that took about a minute, right? Right for twenty lineups. Now imagine doing this for three hundred. Imagine, I mean, this is the type of thing that that. You look at, uh, like for baseball, you go, okay, let me run 305-3 lineups. Let me run 505-X lineups. Let me run 300. Let me, and maybe you're only playing 20 lineups, but you want to get down to the exact ones that, that, that have the highest amount of EV amongst the parameters that you want. Mm -hmm. It could take a long time, take a really long time. You're doing it manually. 
Mm-hmm. Especially even if you're going, I'm going to build three. I'm going to build 300 lineups, and I'm only playing three of them. Like you're playing three max, or you're playing a single entry, and you just want to compare the. You want to compare 12 different lineups together, right? You t- typically want to have a lineup that, if it's lower, if it's lower projected, should be lower owned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me stop this screen. Let me share. I uh, got to go back to here. Window. Let's go. And- we we did defect uh, mentioned that we had a really good coaching session this week and it was really really good like that that was a great coaching session I agree with that okay so I can't click over there okay hold on I have to get the I have to get the right Excel tab you got this I believe in you okay let's see window portfolio trim is that it okay okay we got okay I I I've shared very can't really. Let's see. Can I make it a little bit easier to see? Yeah, close enough. Right. Looks a little bit bigger on my screen than it does on this screen. Okay. So I already put in the projections. Okay. So if you were to go to lineup HQ, let's delete these other builds. If you went to the player pool, there's this little button here. Okay. You can't see it on the screen because I have it on Excel, but near the upload aggregate button, you can download all the projections in lineup HQ Mm -hmm. and you could paste in all of these columns. So name, salary, position, team, floor, projection, ceiling, projected ownership. And we'll, and we'll, 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 we'll make it easy for you by having the columns named exactly what the columns are in lineup HQ, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something, something James will have to change because I have to rename them. Uh, Okay, so you put them all in. You put it, you just cut and paste. So they're all in. I mean, obviously there are people that aren't projected because they're not in the starting lineup. They're not, you know, they're, they're in the minor leagues or whatever. You have all of them. You could you could put whatever you want in here. This is not like sports specific. Yep. So you could this could be for football. It could be for anything. Mm-hmm. So you put that in. Then you have a spot to insert the lineups. So right here, there was dummy lineups in here before. You could clear them before. So now I'm going to take the lineups that we had earlier. I'm just going to cut and paste all of them. And there's enough spots for pretty much any sport. It is for any sport. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to just cut and paste. So there you go. So here are the lineups that I exported from lineup HQ right here. Right. So I could go to trim portfolio, right? This is from before. I'm just going to click the, click the button. Trim portfolio. There There you you go. go. There you go. Literally those. So we got the, the lineup in here and lineup in lineup HQ. So we should have a lineup that's at 161.0777, which is what we do. We have a lineup at 107.15 at 160.32. And we have a lineup at 106.92 at 157.54. It'll also show you the price. It'll show you the, the, the floor projection, the ceiling projection. So like you could even use this to even inspect your lineups. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could put it through. Well, we'll we'll make it so that even on the insert lineup screen, that you could see all that information individually for each lineup. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want to just use this, not even to trim the portfolio, but I'm just going to insert all these lineups in here and it'll show me this information that's on this screen right here for you. So we'll move that button over and show you all of them. So even if you just wanted to cut and paste 5,000 lineups in and just see like, oh, but the projection versus whatever, no matter what you want to and sort by any column or something like that. So let's say you wanted to sort by what, what out of these 300 lineups, which is the highest ceiling? 
which is the high. I mean, you could do this for like even cash games, right? Compare the floor versus ceiling versus the median projection and go, while this may have the highest median projection, the fourth lineup actually has the highest floor projection, like that type of thing. So we'll add that in. So it's not just a portfolio trip. But you could see, but James, I mean, like, like, dude, imagine doing this. Let, 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 I mean, I could do this. Let's do this for 300 lineups. Yeah. You want to try it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Of so I'm just going to, I'm just going to run it, but I'm going to run it with some, some actual build rules. So I'm going to run 300 lineups, right? I'm not, I don't necessarily care about salary. Let's say I'm going to run five man stacks. So I'm just going to run five X at a hundred percent, right? We're just going to build some more realistic baseball lineups. So build five man stacks lineups, two unique players, just to get some diversity. Uh, maybe, maybe even add some randomness. There you go. Right. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah. Just a little, just like, you know, like maybe, you know, 10%, something like that. 10% for pitchers. Right, because it's going to show the, the actual projection, but you're going to get wildly kind of like different lineups. I'm doing that just so, like, it's going to be able to trim a lot more lineups because it's, it's giving you kind of randomish yeah. type of yeah. stuff. Okay, so I'm going to run 300. Yeah, and like this, this tool, so like Blender said, you're going to be able to look at this. I, currently, it's portfolio trim, but I sent it over specifically because I needed this logic to be right in Blender's eyes, which it is. Um, after that, then yeah, when you post it in, um, you're going to be able, be able to go over to the trim portfolio and there's going to be a trim portfolio lineup. And then there's also going to be like a view lineups, view, right, portfolio or lineups, just view all lineups, right. Where you're going to be able to sort based on, it'll be sorting on floor. You can sort on projection. You can sort on ceiling and you can sort on range because range is really, really important when you're building out a lineup for cash games you want to narrow a range of outcomes. So the right. range between the, the floor and the ceiling is important in those instances. So right. um, that there will be more math on it. But like Bunder said, this tool is going to be applicable to any sport. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever sport you're optimizing for, this is going to work. Um, you're going to be able to load any projections that you want into it, whether it be your aggregate or whatever it is from whatever source you have. Like it, it's a really cool tool. Right. Because you don't even need to, even in the projections, you don't even need all these columns. No, no, you don't. I mean, I know on the portfolio trim, it does show a stack type, like LAD, LAD, LAD in here for baseball. But I mean, if it's basketball, it's like, you don't even need, like, do you even need the team? No. Like, you don't, you don't even need the position, technically, right? No. Nope. So really, you just need the name, salary, and hey, if you don't put a plug in the salary, it just won't yeah, show you that it's just being a zero. It's salary, right. Same thing with the floor for the for the for the ceilings. Look, basically, as long as you have a name and a and a projection, and ownership, and owner, mm-hmm. right? Of course, yep. in order to trim, you need the ownership, right? Yep. Of course, those are three I, things you need here, right? So you don't even need floor, ceiling, t- you don't even need any of that for any of the sports. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, we're almost done with the three hundred. Let's let's take a look. We're not going to do it manually for the 300. No. That, to compare, to make, sure, to make sure it did it right. Right. We're not understand going to do that if you were doing this with 300 lineups, it's going to take anywhere between five and 10 minutes. If you're really fast, it can take like five or Manually, six you mean? Manually, yes. Right. Not five and 10 minutes in Excel. It's going to take about half a second. <laughs> it's going to take like three seconds, maybe. I don't even think it'll take that. I, I did it I before. Think so. I, I think it's, it's even quicker than that. 
Yeah, when I okay, tested so with I'm just going to export all these lineups. Like, I didn't even look at these. I'm just going to, okay, I got 300 that fit, whatever. It's a yeah. lot of, it seems like a lot of brave stats. Okay, so I'm going to export this, right? Just export into another, it's a CSV file. I'm going to open up. You're not going to see me open it, open it up, okay? Then I'm going to go, I'm going to cut and paste the whole thing. Just scroll all the way down to the bottom, cut and paste. Okay, so now I'm going to go over here, right, and paste it right in. So there we go. You see here all the lineups right down to 301, right? And then I go here, right? My screen isn't as wide just for the sake of, there you go. right? Trim portfolio. Oh, it takes all, it takes a second or two. Yeah. Like I said, it takes okay, there we go. And there you go. Yeah, out, of the, out of the 300 lineups, these are the ones where the projection versus ownership goes down. And we can see here, Right, even the price, you can see. Okay, this is look at a forty-seven three hundred lineup is down here. Mm-hmm. So it's like as the projection goes down, one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred five, one hundred five point nine four. This is tied, and here's the ownership as it goes down. Now, obviously, once you get to the bottom, especially since if you're running builds with randomness, with unique players, whatever, obviously the tops of your builds are going to be like chalkier lineups, and by the bottom, you're going to get lineups that probably don't even. You're probably not going to play this bottom line. Like, even though it is the lowest owned, but I mean, it's also the lowest projected by far. Like, you may get differences down here. But then you could look here and go, well, which lineup do I want to play? Look how high this floor, this lineup's floor is in comparison to the ownership. Mm-hmm. Look at how about this ceiling. Like, this this lineup ceiling right here, it has a lower floor, has a projection of 105.81 but has a ceiling that is higher than the top lineup and it is uh 17 percentage points lower. Mm-hmm. So this may be like a good, like, Oh, this may be a good GPP. Like for a GPP perspective, mm-hmm. this, this lineup over here may be better than the one up top, even though it projects for 1.01 less, <laughs> but it has a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Down here, here's a two sixteen, like it's color coded. So you can even take a look. This is why, like, on this screen, like, before the trim portfolio, the ability to look at them all and then sort is, is going to be important, If you d- even if you didn't want to trim. So you'd be able to, to go and look and go, okay, let me let me sort by ceiling. Like, can I even do that in here? Let it, I don't want to break anything. Uh, highlight rows A through T. Highlight row, okay. I'm going to do, you, you're going to, you're going to te- teach me. I'm going to highlight, okay, highlight rows A through T. Now what go to the data up top in the nav bar. Yep. Click on the filter. Click on the filter. Click. It's right next to sort. There you go. Yeah. And then? And then you can filter, and then you can sort by ceiling or ownership or whatever. Right. Highest to lowest. Right. Sort ascending, descending. Yep. Sort uh, descending for ceiling. Okay. I'm Okay. Okay. I just have to click on the buttons. Typically, I typically I do this just by the column data. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why you're you're an Excel wizard, and I'm, I'm I get by, right? Okay, yeah. And then you switch by this, and you go, okay, here's the ceiling, here's the ownership, right? Then you take a look at like even if you go by own, like we could even do that by ownership, like by ascending. So this is the this is the lowest own lower own lineups, and then you can see here, like even let's say we had 300 lineups, let's say we didn't trim. You may be able to find the lineups that are like, okay, I, I like 
this type of lineup and then trim the ones that you could get rid of the ones that even if they were trimmed would still remain there and go like, I don't, I just don't want these lineups. Right. If, if we made it so that you could see all of this before you trim. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you let's say, let's say you, you sorted by price and you just go, I'm going to sort by price. Cause let's say it's a, it's a, it's like MMA, right? Like MMA or showdown or something. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to build hundreds upon hundreds of lineups or whatever. And then you build a bunch of lineups and you go, okay, let me ascend by price and go, let me look at the ownership based on the price and go, this lineup is even, even though we're going to have a dupe checker type Mm -hmm. of thing, dupe calculator, you may go and you go, okay, I don't want lineups that are 45, 50,000, 49, nine. So you're going to get, you're going to remove them before you trim. Mm -hmm. Right. So they don't even get calculated. And is this lineup higher owned than that lineup type of thing? So maybe you use it for that. Maybe you get rid of lineups that are absurdly low floor or absurdly low ceiling or something like that at a 300 lineups and go, just get rid of these completely. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get rid, maybe you search for a specific player and you go out of these 300 lineups. I'm just choosing. I don't want to play to Paquito Marcana in my line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then get rid of those lineups before you trip. But this is very, very, very much more efficient way of doing the same thing that, that I, I would be doing in lineup HQ. And then, and then the great thing about this is that once you trim, you could just cut and paste these liners right into DraftKings mm-hmm. or a fan duel or whatever. Isn't that nice? Isn't that just nice to use? Right. And it's not that, and it's not that hard. Like anything that I did right here, I'm assuming if you, if that it's cutting and pasting, I mean, it's essentially that's what you're doing, right? You can clear your lineups here, right? You clear the mirror, cut and paste over it. Right. You cut and paste the projections. You cut and paste your lineups. You go to the trim portfolio, and there you go. I mean, like, just very easy. Some of the tools that uh, that are going to be included are a little bit more complicated, like the, uh, the portfolio correlation matrix. Mm-hmm. That one is probably the most complicated one that's being shipped with the product. And the only reason why it's complicated is because you have to look at it for longer. <laughs> Like it's, it's not more complicated to use. It's literally just more complicated to utilize. We're going to make, we're going to make that a little bit easier. Yes. I have a way to make it a little bit easier. Cool. Love it. But yes, but, but the, but the portfolio correlation tool is meant that there is, for my knowledge, nothing that exists on the market that does it Mm -hmm. in an optimizer is tell you the correlation between players in your own portfolio. It was hard to build. Right. Because, right. because wow. there was no there was no point of reference. Like <laughs> right, because there's no because no current no lineup HQ doesn't do it. And right. what we mean by that is not the correlation of players to each other, like a correlation coefficient like on projection. Like, oh, Matt Olson and Von Gris- Grissom are correlated to each other because they're both on the brain. Like that, that, that's the, that's a normal player correlation. I'm talking about if you have Olsen and Grissom in one lineup, how many lineups do you have? Also, how, what percentage of lineups that have Olsen also have Vaughn Grissom? Griffin? Right. How so, many lineups do you have that have Jeffrey Springs also have Julio Urias at pitcher? So you could look here, like we built 300 lineups and you could see here in your exposure, it's like, oh, look, I have, let's go to, especially like pitchers. Right, we go to pictures and go, look, I have 91% Je- Jer- Jeffrey Springs, 68% Julio Urias, and a whole bunch of like little lesser percentages. 
But it's like, it's quite possible that all 68% of Julio Urias lineups are are with Jeff, Jeffrey Springs. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, I'm over the field. Look, I'm way over the field in Urias and I'm way over the field in Springs. And I got Sonny. But the lineups that don't have Springs and Urias have Gray and Smiley. Right. Like it's, it, it, they, they don't correlate enough. They correlate too much to each other. So let's and say. And the big thing there. Oh, no. Fin- fin- finish it up. Right. Up. So let's say you were like, oh, I'm I'm good with my exposures. And I've always said on this show, exposures don't matter. Lineups matter. Mm-hmm. So you'd be able to go with a final build. You go, okay, I got I got, uh, I got, got 20 lineups that I like. I got 100 lineups that I like, whatever. And I go, well, I got 40% of this guy and I got 30% of that guy. And you think you're, you think it's like, oh, I'm over the field, whatever. You're not realizing that like almost all of your lineups that are 30% of that guy have the other guy in it. You'd be able to then export your lineups from lineup HQ, cut and paste them into this portfolio correlation tool. And it will tell you, it'll say, uh, Jeff, it'll show you a chart of Jeffrey Springs, Julio Urias, and maybe it'll say 98%, which means 98% of your lineups and out of your hundred, right? Have that player and that player in the same exact lineup. So it's like, oh, maybe, maybe, Maybe I should go back and kind of make it so that it it doesn't work out, unless you don't mind having two players. Maybe all of your Urias lineups, like all every all nineteen percent of your Sunny Gray lineups, has a certain one off in it, right? One off batter in it. Maybe maybe in football, you have uh, you have uh, Chief stacks, and you but you also have like fifteen percent of the Packers defense. And it just turns out that your 10 Chiefs lineups all have the Packers defense. Like it's like all, yeah, they may be, they may be different wide receivers and everything like it, but it just turns out that the way that you built that you think it's like, oh, I have 15% of the Packers, not realizing that most of your Packers lineups are Chiefs stats. Yep. And maybe you're fine with that. But <laughs> if you want it to be a little bit more diverse, you wouldn't be able to tell just based on the exposure percentages. You'd have to actually look. But it could take a while to look and keep track of like who's actually in a lot of the same lineups together. Well, this will give you an inspection tool of just cut and paste your lineups. It doesn't matter what the sport is, right? Obviously, if you play baseball, you're going to see a lot of correlation between batters on the same team, mm-hmm. right? A lot of lineups that have Von Grissom has Danby Swanson. A lot of lineups that have Acuna have Olsen. Like that should be normal. Yeah. But if you have a one-off uh, JTL Real Muto and you're not playing Philly stacks, and you see that all your real mutual lineups are with a certain pitcher, at least be aware. Hey, you may be fine with that, but at least be aware because what ends up happening is real muto hits three home runs, and then he's in, and then the he's in all of your Julio Urias lineups that just gave up eight runs, and you have a minus six, sixteen in your lineup, and you're like, well, I did so well with real muto if he only wasn't in all of my like all of that one lineup. So if you wanted more diversity. It, and figuring that out and you don't get that from exposure no you don't and you don't get that anywhere else that's why this is such a cool tool to have is being able to look at that and say the 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 big reason why i like to have something like this and why i think that it's so powerful is you can build out all of your lineups and say that because when you think about the way that an optimizer works if you're going to have a whole bunch of yankees or braves or dodger stacks right it has to find value somewhere Right. So when you're building those out, you can see 
that even if you're well over the field on a brave stack, say you have 60% brave stacks or something, if you're way over the field on those and you didn't cap your exposures on your value plays, so like Tukapito Marcano, right? If all of your brave stacks have Tukapito Marcano, you're not only looking to rely on the Braves to do well, because if Tukapata Marcano does not also do well, those Brave stacks are very reliant on him to win you a GPP. It's the same thing with, a, with cheap catchers, right? Um, like Kyle Higashioka or something like that. If you have really expensive Dodger stacks and the optimizer is like, oh, well, I have to find value. So here's this really cheap catcher. Say that you have 30% Dodger stacks and you have like, 20% Kyle Higashioka, you can look at those things and be like, oh, that's that's not a drastic amount of a cheap catcher. I, I can deal with that. I'm fine punting catcher. But if all of those are concentrated in your Dodger stacks, now your Dodger stacks are like really, really, really highly dependent on Kyle Higashioka also doing well. So the correlation there, we, we love correlation in GPPs. That's awesome. But you have to understand where the correlation is coming from and who you need to do well for things that even if a Dodger stack is low variance, right? Like they have a, an implied run total of six or something like that. They look like a really safe play. It might not be a really safe, good lineup if it is completely dependent on both Tukapata, Marcano, and Kyle Higashioka doing well in order for you to actually have win equity in the GPP that you're in. So being able to see that and say, oh yeah, with my Dodger stacks, I, I have Mookie Betts here and he has an 85% correlation in my portfolio to Kyle Higashioka, you're going to go back into that probably and be like, I should find my Mookie Betts lineups and maybe swap out a little bit of that and get this cheap catcher here, this cheap catcher here, and cut down your exposure of that correlation specifically so that you can increase the diversity across your portfolio. Right, just the same thing in baseball with stacks. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I played... I played uh, out of my 20 lineups I built on uh, lineup HQ. I played uh, 10 uh, Yankee stacks. Uh, uh, five, and I'm playing five three lineups, but all my Yankee stacks are with the Mariners. Right? Yep. It's just like, well, they all, yeah, I'm playing 50% Yankees and I'm playing 50% Mariners. And it's like, no, you're really playing 10 lineups that have Yankees plus Mariners. And you didn't realize it because you're just looking at, you're lo looking at your exposure numbers. I'm and not saying that's a bad thing. Those could be plus EV lineups, but you may think you're more diverse than you really are. Mm -hmm. And diversity is a risk management issue, not a, is the lineup good? Is the lineup plus EV? It's the fact that that on, a, on bigger slates, especially, you could build hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands upon thousands of plus EV lineups or potentially plus EV lineups. But you're not going to play all of them, obviously, right? You can play max of 150, but a lot of people play less than that. And you go, well, which ones do I choose from? It's like, well, if most of these lineups are very close in EV, why don't I have a more diversified set so that my swings aren't as wild by having, you know, 50 lineups that all look kind of look the same, right? So that, that that's the point of this. But understand that, from a strategy perspective, this doesn't mean anything. As long as you're building plus EV lineups, you should be profitable in the long run. Right. It's a question of what's your journey of getting there, and would you rather be that? What's your risk tolerance? So let's say you're just building three lineups. I mean, a lot of people don't get the 150. Go three lineups. It's like, well, how many should? If I'm building three lineups today, I'm just using this slate as an example, even though I'm just barely looking at it. Should I use? And someone will ask, should I use Jeffrey Springs in all three? 
I'm like, well, that's just a matter of risk tolerance. Like, mm-hmm. if he fits plus EV lineups, it could be any player. It doesn't have to be. Like, Should I play Ronald Acuna as a one-off in all three lineups? It's like, is the lineup plus EV? If the answer is yes, you can. How much do you want to rely on Ronald Acuna in 100% of your lineups? That's the, that, that's the only question you could answer. If all three are independently plus EV, it doesn't matter mathematically what what your what your distribution of the players are in your lineups it's just a matter of yeah you could build a lineup with jeffrey springs that's plus ev you could build a lineup without jeffrey springs that's the same exact expected value you can build a lineup with ronald Cooney. you could build a lineup i'm gonna i'm gonna play a lineup that fades the 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 the, the most popular stack even though it's the highest projected that how many out of my three should i build one with that like dude you could build you have thousands of lineups to choose from for your three Right, they could one could be a raise stack, one could be without this, one could be with like, you could do all of it. Which three are you going to use? Mm-hmm. And if you if you're like, no, nope, I'm I'm more confident that this this team is so under owned or this pitcher is so under owned that I just want to play them in all three of my lineups, then good good to you. If you, you think that's that's the the those are the best three lineups you can build, then you live and die by that person. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. So that's why, like, getting away from thinking in terms of exposures and thinking in terms of lineups will make you much more profitable in the long term because a lot of times you're either spinning your wheels dealing with exposures where you're not really doing anything. You think you're doing something when you're not. And then running into mistakes, running into things that you didn't want to happen. If you purposely are like, I want to play these two pitchers in half my lineups and then neither of those two in half my lineups, as long as you realize that, then sure, yeah, build all the lineups you want. But there's so many times that I've talked to people that are like, that 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 play a slate. It's not just baseball, anything, basketball, and go go uh, in MMA. Someone's playing 20 lineups. It's like ah ah, this this guy, this guy that I only played three out of 20 in my lineups. Every one of those three lineups has this other guy that just lost, and it's like, well, which is fine. The lineup itself is fine, but did you intend on that? And the answer is typically no. Mm-hmm. Like, it just turned out that way. It's like, well, things shouldn't just turn out that way if you didn't want it. These tools should be building the lineups that you want to build. Not the ones that it just, like, it's just going to use the instructions that you give it. So a lot of times you give it instructions to give you 50% of this and 50% of that. It's going to give you that. It's not going to care what lineups each of the players are in, though. Mm-hmm. As long as it fits the other parameters of, you know, the maximum ownership or the, the number of unique players or the whatever, whatever you put in that you need to have this position in a utility spot or what it, it's, did it conform to all of your build rules? Yes. So other than that, it doesn't know any different, right? right? There's no such thing as a, as a divert, like, yes, a lot of these are diversity settings, such as randomness and unique players and, and max exposures and stuff like that. But it doesn't know that, that, I don't want more than 50% of my Urias lineups to be with 50% of my Springs lineups. It doesn't, there's no setting for, there's no setting to even do that. So it doesn't know. So it's not going to use that as a constraint. So the only way for you to know is either go through each lineup or to put it into a tool that, that hopefully could, could help you see and go, are you okay with having this golfer and that golfer in a lot of lineups together? And if you're fine with that, okay, then keep on going. If you're not, then you go, okay, I need to find a way. And a lot of times it's positionally and, and, and positional and salary related. It's like, why is this guy in with a lot of this? Why is this, 
right? Why is this cheap pitcher in with my expensive Dodger stack? It's like, well, because it's an expensive Dodger stack. And in, the only way to fit in an expensive Dodger stack is by having some type of cheap, cheap pitcher, cheap catcher, cheap shortstop, cheap something like that. So you're going to, now, if one of the cheap, let's say the cheap, you needed a cheap outfielder in order to fit in that Dodger stack. Well, if you didn't put any any max, like let's say I'm this late on Jake Fraley or something, who projects for like 0.1 more than the next point per dollar, whatever type of thing, it's just going to give you so much of it because it's going to fit in all of your Dodger stacks. So how do you fix that? By going to Jake Fraley, oh, I'm getting 40% Jake Fraley, and it happens to be all of my Dodger stacks. Well, set his exposure for 20, right? Which means that the other 20% is going to end up going to the next, the next best, cheapest guy. Right. Right. And then you see, oh, why am I getting so much of this cheap outfielder now? And you go, well, how much of that do you want? Well, uh, no more than 10%. It's like, okay, so 20% of your Dodger stacks will have Fraley. 10% of your Dodger stacks will have that next guy. And 10% will have whatever the next guy is. That That's the cheap. And now, now you could use the exposures to actually manipulate the lineups that you're building. And you're not thinking in terms of, I want 20% of this guy because he's X percent owned. You're thinking in terms of, I'm just putting in the, the number 20 so that it ends up in only half of my Dodger stacks. You're not doing it for an exposure pur- purposes. You're doing it to tell the tool what lineups to build. Mm-hmm. And that's really what you should be using the tools for. Yeah, absolutely. I nothing to add to that. That's perfect. Okay. So did, did this, uh, we'll, be, we'll be bug testing this stuff. We'll be adding some stuff to the displays. Uh well, well, we'll show off more tools. I mean, the, the, the next, you know, next week and the week after, whatever, right before NFL season, obviously we'll be showing off uh, these tools a little bit more and probably during the season. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, I may be on a Thursday going like, let, let's build some dummy NFL lineups and let's trim these, let's trim these suckers. Let's really, let's inspect these suckers. Let's see who's in these lineups that are higher ceiling and lower ownership that are higher floor, they're lower floor, but higher median projected and people may not realize right? That have higher variance. This is something that you, you could do in Excel yourself. Obviously you have to be a much more much advanced in knowing how to set these things up. I, I can't do, I could probably learn. I could definitely learn how to do this within a couple of weeks, but, uh, but why when I could uh, like the portfolio trim thing here that I did manually, I tried to do myself and I gave up on. Right. I tried, try, I tried because it's something that, that, that I would norm a process that I would normally do. And there's gotta be an easier way than me doing this manually. And then, uh, I tried doing it and, uh, it, it, it didn't, didn't it, the, the closest I got was it, uh, uh, computing a, a, basically a binary number in a separate column that would show one or zero depending on what's above or below it. But I had to I had to make sure that the the lineups were sorted by projection. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had to make sure that the lineups were sorted by projection and then I could run and go if what if this lineup is lower like I did it manually comparison but it's just it didn't sort anything like it would just go in whatever sorted order it was. So yeah. if the sort wasn't by fantasy points, it wouldn't it would highlight the the lineups that didn't make any sense. So like yeah. that's as close as I got. And by the time I got to that, it's like, well, then how do I get rid of the ones that are, that are zeros? So I'm like, well, and I can sort by manually. Right. I sort by zeros and then get rid of those lines. And then it's like, this is, this is, this, this is almost more, this is almost as much work as me yeah. just doing a manually in line of HQ. So it's like, uh, I'm just, 
I, I, I don't know. And I looked some stuff up and then macros started coming. I'm like, okay, my, just my eyes glaze over. And, and I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not close to as, uh, as experienced in Excel to, yeah. to, to for, for having me worth learning all of this in order to get it done. It's much better to just pay somebody a hundred dollars to have it made. Yeah. That's, 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 that's absolutely right. <laughs> right. That, but that's the purpose. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of like, these are tools these Excel tools. Just want to make it clear, just like I do with Lineup HQ. Lineup HQ is what I use to build lineups. Mm-hmm. These Excel tools will be what I use to build lineup. I mean, like, when, like the tools that that I'm like, okay, we're gonna do an advanced version of this. I'm gonna record the audio. You're gonna make these tools. It's like, and you're like, what tools? Sh- what tools should I make? It's like, here's the tools that I want. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the conversation that Jordan and I had, and we we sat there for a little while, and I was like, all right, Jordan. You as a professional DFS player, just tell me what you need, and I'll build a full suite of the things that you think that you need. Right. And- that, that that is that is accessible for newer yeah. players. I'm not, not all of this that I need, right. but it's also something that would be easier to show. Like like we have a lineup comparison tool. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need that, but it's a use. It, it if you want to if you want to plug into lineups and see the difference, like the the, the solver, like one lineup optimizer for solvers, like. Mm-hmm. The only reason we include that is because maybe some people don't have lineup HQ. They, right. they don't have like, like they want to be, they want to be able to put in a whole bunch of projections and say, well, based on all these projections, which is the top lineup? Or mm-hmm. if I get rid of this one player now, what's the next top one? Like that, a really simple type of thing that if you're a Roto Grinders premium member and you have lineup HQ, you, you're not going to need, right? Mm-hmm. Because you could just, you could just import the projections in here and just click the sidebar, right? That's essentially what what it is, and then there you go. It's, it's all filled in. Feel free to have all the Jake Fraley you want with the, your Brave stacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be going. We'll be going over this behind the scenes, mm-hmm. recording the audio and everything. That that we, we it should be up. I'm before I'm NFL gonna, season. Before I'm going to yell at Blender to get it out before the end of the month. I'm I, every single day. I'm going to be in his DM saying, "All right, get on it, man. Get that audio done." Let's do this. Well, I'm recording I, this I week. Really... Say it again. I'm recording this week because I know and, a lot and, of this, a lot of the stuff that I'm recording needs needs the tools. Needs the tools <laughs> no, that's why I talked over to you last Friday. Right. I totally hear you. Yeah, the, the the tools are just they're they're really cool. Um, and things things that even Blender doesn't use, like the the lineup comparison tool. Um, what it is, it, it is actually simulating two lineups against each other thousands of times, so that you can see, like. One, I, I think that that tool as a concept is just showing people that the difference between two lineups can be very, very small and essentially a coin flip, right? So if you put in two cash lineups, the idea behind it is not necessarily to say, oh, this one wins 50.49% of the time and this one wins 49.51% of the time. You should choose this one over that one. That's not really the concept here, right? The concept is to put two lineups up against each other and to show people the choice that you're making here doesn't really matter. The the lineup that you are picking based on which one wins more times over time, it's basically even. But if you were to put in two lineups for GPPs, for example, where one has a higher ceiling than the other by you know a nominal amount of points, say three or four points, then that is something that you would want to know. So the concepts there, I, I think that it's really just when you're going over the audio, the concept of talking about the simulations between two lineups and which one is going to win over time, 
it's just a good visual. And that was something I think we lacked in the first book was those visual helpers. And so tools like that are more visual stuff to help people understand the range of outcomes of two lineups rather than making a choice for you. Right. Just like if you were to plug in all 300 lineups of a build of very close projections and go, well, which lineup is better out of this 300? And you go, well, pit one lineup against all the other ones. And you'll see the win percentage for the best lineup is 51%. And the worst lineup is 49%. It's like, and you're spending all that time to determine which right. which one to play. It's like, that, that dude, they're not all that, they're, they're, they're not all that different, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. really bad ones, yes, you'll see the difference. Yeah. Between the really bad, bad ones and the really good ones. But for the most part, if you get the balance of projection and ownership correctly, mm-hmm. like, dude, you could build so many lineups. Obviously, in some sports, you need the extra the correlation lever. But for sports that don't have much correlation, we'll get we'll be getting the basketball come come fall, and people will be debating these two two v twos between a, the the two v two projection difference is a half a point, and really just, dude, close your eyes. Pick, pick one in a hat. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then you go, oh, well, well, this one has a slightly higher ceiling project. I'll go, okay, maybe it's slightly higher. Plug those two lineups into this lineup comparison tool in Excel and then press the button. And obviously you're only simulating about a thousand times. So it may, it, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to get 50, 50. Right? You could put in the same lineup twice and it still won't come up 50, 50 because you need a sample size of still a, in a, infinity. It'll come really close. It'll be like 50 point. 0.82 versus 49 because it just so happens on one simulation run yes. slightly off. But you plug in those lineups and you and you run it like that 2v2, you'll see that the mar- the margin the, the, the difference doesn't even, doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 50.3 versus 49.7 at best and sometimes it flips to the other way. Yep. Right? So you go through and you're just like, "Well, why am I spending a half an hour debating between mm-hmm. these two?" And but you may look and you go, well, one has a one has one point higher ceiling, right? And if that's the differentiator that you need to make the decision, right? And then there you go, and and you, then use it that way. One point one has a one has a two point lower floor, and you go, well, I'm playing head to head or whatever. Maybe I want the lineup that has, even though it has a half a point less ceiling, but it has a two point less floor. Let me go with the one. But you still, if if you ran it out based on median, like it's pra- it's fifty fifty, mm-hmm. right? So if it's a peace of mind is that this one has a slightly lower range of outcomes, even though the median outcome is the same, like you'll, you'll find, you'll find out after doing that for a while that you're like, you're making, you're making decisions. You're, you're spending way too much time on those decisions versus getting to those two lineups to begin with. Right. Right. It's like, like you should be spending most of your time on the things that the decisions that matter and the least amount of time, the decisions that don't matter, not, not don't matter in result. So like we like we argue like uh James in soccer we always joke around goalkeeper not a decision that matters yet it will determine whether or not you win or I mean yeah. it's like that's going to be the th- just like defense in football it's like whoever finds that 24 point defense like that they're, they're the ones that win they're the ones that won a GPP yeah. but it's like you're should you be spending 6 hours trying to find it no because the variance of that position is so high that the projection, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, you shouldn't be spending that much time because it doesn't matter. 
that was uh that was a big sticking point defic in the in the chat mentioned the coaching session that we did that was a huge sticking point because he he was talking about well it seems like such a complex never changing problem like most of the time you're making like three to five decisions that matter on the entire slate that's it and then everything everything after that is like you you can have your process that leads you to other things that that matter to you but overall like three to five decisions that you're making on the entire slate and everything after that is like don't spend that much time on it. that there's like there's a handful of things that actually matter right and spend and find out the things that matter and spend your time on those yep and that's why uh good dfs players tend to have processes that are you that get more and more simpler yep as you get more and more simpler and more efficient so you start out with oh my god it takes me to get to these great lineups to really play well, it takes me a good four to six hours. And then you find out that, oh, this hour of thing that I did here really doesn't matter, right? And this right. half an hour that I did, and this thing that I was looking at for the past year, turns out that doesn't matter. And then this thing over here, and then you find out it's like, oh, this thing that took me an hour to do, I found a tool that could do for, do it in, for me in three minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, that takes away 57 minutes. And next thing you know, it's five years later, and your your process for a sport is twelve minutes long. Yep. Yep. And and I will say that like th- this is a goals thing, right? If your goal is to be as efficient as possible and to take away a lot of that and like strip down your process a lot into building lineups in twelve minutes, so that you can be as profitable in terms of return on investment, return on time investment that's awesome if that's your goal that's blender's goal you know that that's 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 pro players goals is is to make the most money possible using the least time possible but if your goal is to solve the puzzle utilizing a whole bunch of different things and like you really enjoy the research process and you really enjoy the process of solving the puzzle using things that you think are impactful or testing things out or experimenting things stuff like that that's a different goal. And so you are going to have a different process where maybe you don't want to strip away everything and find easier ways to do things. Like Blender is a nit and he's going to find the ways to take those things away. Um, there are certain parts of my process it, as a player, not as a content creator, because as a content creator and as a model builder, I need to be as efficient as possible. But there are things in my process as a player that I just enjoy doing. And so I do them at, at the expense of extra return on time investment. Um, so it's, that's a goals thing. But if you want to find a way to make your process more efficient, there's going to be a way to find it. Right. I, my, I, I find it the most fun to make money. Right. Yes. Like that to me, that's the most fun. And making the, on, on the, my intellect versus other people's intellect. Yes. And there are some people whose fun part of it is putting together spreadsheets and looking at well put together spreadsheets. Right. And me, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. There's there's right. nothing wrong with either side of that. And I, I just want to stress that. I, I think that so many people get caught up in uh, like, I, I've done a lot of coaching sessions now and there's a lot of people that get caught up with, Oh, well, this is just a hobby, but you know, I'm, I'm subscribed to like $700 in sites and like, it's not, it's not a hobby. It's not a hobby, man. You got to assess your goals. Got to assess your goals. Is if that necessary? Hobby, I mean, that's the question that, like, for what, what it is that you're doing. Is is it necessary? But so Are these Excel tools necessary? They're not. I'm telling you, they're not. 
you you could beat the game without any of these tools. You mm-hmm. could beat the games without doing sims. You could beat the games without technically doing projections, even though you're doing projections in your head to, from from a, mm-hmm. a standpoint. I mean, you're just projecting player. Go, I think this guy's going to do well. That's technically a projection. Yeah. So you don't have to, but it's probably easier to. Right. Yeah. And more <laughs> likely and, to. But so many people don't do that. And, and that's, you know, I think that's huge. The, the the biggest leak is not knowing why you're doing something. That's the biggest leak. It's right. The, 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 yeah. I, I never, I never get people that it's like, okay, why'd you build this lineup? I don't know. That's what the optimizer told me. Like, well, <laughs> why you're, why you're listening to, why you're Mr. Optimizer. He's not the one putting money. He's not the one entering contests. Right. Right. So you should know why. Yeah. Right. You should. <laughs> Oh, because someone else told me. Like, that's not even a good reason either. Yeah, that's a, that's maybe the worst reason that you can find. Right. Oh, you're not someone else told DFS me it was a good plan. You're not playing DFS for for shit my money. Like, he right. doesn't care. Like, play DFS for you. Why are you playing DFS? What are your right. goals with it, man? Okay, James. Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. Yes, Paydirt uh, underscore DFS. Uh, and you can find all of my content and my models over at paydirtdfs.com. Um, I write a free report every single day called the MLB True Average Report. Less than 200 people read it most days, which is insane because it's awesome. So go read well, that. That means you get that, uh, the people that do get more of an edge. Yes, exactly. You, you would think that you would you know. You actually, you would want people not to. You would the people that read it don't want other people. Right, but if you're not reading it, you're missing out. That's the, it's oh, it's the prisoner you're problem. the FOMO. Okay, it's I the prisoner it. problem. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> and so. we'll be show we'll be showing off more of these tools uh, next week, uh, mm-hmm. and leading up into NFL season. Like I said, the advanced version of the theory of daily fantasy sports will be out before NFL season. That, that that's all I can promise before NFL season. Hopefully next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also go away for five days, so that's why yeah, I, I will be. I, I, everybody should know that I will be hounding him to have it out next week. I'll okay, be, I'll be hounding you to fix some of the stuff with the tools. Well, it'll t- it will take me not much time, Mister Sir, to fix right. those things. Right, me, <laughs> I have to record ten to fifteen hours. Of I was going to say it's going to take you a lot more hard time to actually do the recording than it will for me to fix UI things. You never know. You never know. You put a zero in the wrong spot. Everything but your computer blows up. I can promise you that it'll take me less than 15 hours to fix it. <laughs> it would It would probably take me more than 15 hours to fix what you've done. <laughs> I don't even understand what half the stuff does. Right. Exactly. Okay. So uh, give me those thummy thumbs on your way out the door. Thummy thumbs if you like it. If you don't like it, hit the subscribe button. If you're new here, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. MLB slate later tonight. It's just kind of a smaller one. The Grinders Live guys. Dean and everyone will be going over that. MLB slate later today at 5 o'clock Eastern, followed by Crunch Time with Kevin Roth. So hit that hit that notification bell. You'll always know when they go live. When we go live, when I go live, answering your DFS strategy questions, like I always do, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. Oh, my God.